Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of the Simply Well Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. How are we doing, everybody? Uh, we're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, uh, we're the guys for you. Uh, obviously, we want to thank everyone who's listened to episode one. Last time I checked, we were at like 40 downloads, uh, which is, you know, pretty decent. Hell yeah. Especially for yeah. not a ton of marketing, you know? I mean, we're not out here buying ad space, right? <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> yeah, we're corner barkers. Um, and we've gotten some good feedback, and we're going to try and bring some of that in. So this week's episode is going to be maybe a little more uh, differently structured, things like that. Uh, but we're just trying to adapt on the fly to keep it interesting and fun for you guys to listen to and for us to make. Um, this week we're going to be discussing uh, some things like Deadpool 3 news. Uh, we've got a DC release date shuffle up. Um, Dune 2 has some new casting rumors. There's a Predator prequel in the works that is news to me, and we got some new details on that. And then obviously we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Daddy so McGregor, right? Yeah, literally, literally. We had, we had Daddy Darth. Now it's time <laughs> for Daddy Kenobi. <laughs> uh, and then we actually decided that because we were uh, kind of rude and uh, shitheads to the Uncharted movie last week, <laughs> that we would go ahead and put our money where our mouth is. And That's we right. went and saw it. Uh, actually yesterday and uh, you know it was actually <laughs> kind of uh, an ordeal to try and get to see it oh it? my gosh do we want to talk about that first before we even get into it yeah yeah uh, you go ahead yeah so I mean we pull up and we're you know just uh, we get our popcorn we get everything we get all situated we're sitting down and you know it was, it's a Friday um, and so we understand you know uh, teenagers are out and about you know going to see movies and stuff like that but like it was just so loud, like people would not stop talking. And yeah. at first, you know, like Colin and I, you know, yeah, you know, we'd look at each other and we'd just be like, all right, you know, maybe once the movie starts, it'll quiet down. Uh, uh-uh. wrong, <laughs> zilch. Yeah, that did not happen. Um, I think they got louder. Yeah, and like that, somebody started like stomping down the stairs, and then I think yeah. after that, I looked at Colin. I was like, "Do you want to bail? Like, do you want to get out of here?" And he, you were like, <laughs> "Yeah." So yeah. we just got them left. I felt so old. I was just sitting there fuming. I'm like, "These fucking kids!" You know? <laughs> are we hitting that age where it's like, "Ugh, teenagers!" You know, I hate them. Yeah, I'm like, "Ugh, yeah." I mean, they are like potentially ten or more years younger than me. Yeah, but, but like I'm way. only like. Two or three yeah. years older than them. Why? Yeah, you're not that far away, but I mean, I guess we're uh, maybe more mature about going to the movies. I think we were taking it more serious than they were, obviously. Um, but then we decided, okay, we'll go back the next day and try it again. And luckily that time it was like a much more like crowded theater in a good way. It was like, okay, nobody's going to get away with that in here. Right. Um, yeah. If people start talking. And everyone's just going to start giving them death glares. Yeah. And I think that went much smoother. Um, it wasn't disruptive, but at the end, we got a kick. There's a, uh, uh, <laughs> this isn't really a spoiler. There is a like post credit scene. And so the freaking theater goes dark and quiet between the credits and the credit scene. And just in the dark quiet, you hear just the tiniest little boy voice go, mom, my tooth came out. <laughs> and Chris and I are like, <laughs> try not to laugh. And then there's a long pause again. And then he goes, no, I'm serious. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Mom. Reason, and for some reason, we could not get ourselves together at the idea of this boy is just like, oh, shit, my tooth came out. And he had to convince mom he wasn't jo- like joshing, you know? Yeah, she's like, all right, quit pulling my leg. Let's get out of here. Like, no, I'm serious. My tooth came out. 
And I'm, I'm just picturing him holding it out at her like he wants her to do something <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, but God. we did get to see it, and it all went well. We finally, yeah. uh, we did it. Um, uh, you know, not to, there's no good way to segue to, like, bad news, obviously. But uh, right as we sat down to record, um, I was pulling all my, my notes and things up, and I saw a headline that William Hurt, um, who is probably most popularly known right now as playing uh, General Ross in the Marvel films, um, passed away, I believe it said today, at 71, from natural causes. Um, his son released a statement just saying that he was peaceful and surrounded by friends and family at home. Um, and it was, like I said, it was just natural causes at 71, you know, it's not, that's, that's not nothing. That's good innings. You know, that's a good amount of time. Um, obviously it's never enough, but, um, luckily he, you know, was somebody that was able to have an impact on, you know, wide on wide audiences and smaller. He was in some more like hard hitting dramas, like, um, uh, a history of violence. And then in the nineties, he was actually in, um, uh, lost in space. He was one of the Robinsons. Um, okay. But then, yeah, and obviously in the Marvel films is, like I said, probably the most like widely known um, mm-hmm. films. Obviously, those were all big blockbusters. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, he he passed away. And rest um, in peace. You know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, good on him. He was working up until he passed away. I mean, I was looking on his IMDb just to see what all kinds of films I would know him from outside of uh, the Marvel films. Um, sure. And uh, he had films that were set in pre-production for 2022, so he he had no plans on stopping. You know, obviously life had other plans for him, but he he was working up until he he wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's that's the way to be. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, I, he will be I know we talked about it in the past, but like, um, you know, when it's when it's time to go, I would rather go out with a "Oh my gosh, you know what happened" kind of yeah, reaction exactly. rather than a yeah. uh, you know, "Oh yeah, well." Yeah, it should be shocking, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I never want to, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to peter out. Yeah. Uh, and again, there's no good way to segue out of these things either. Uh, so we're just going to jump into the news for the week, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first thing I've got up, like I mentioned up top, uh, this is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, Sean Levy, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, is set mm-hmm. to direct Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds. And Sean was actually, uh, they were going for like a three-peat here. He's the person that directed um, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, and that, that was for Fox. And then most recently, like just last week, uh, The Adam Project that aired on Netflix was a uh, uh, Sean Levy and um, Ryan Reynolds project. Which I heard Free Guy was like really, really good. Yeah, I heard Free Guy um, was really good, and I'm hearing really good things about The Adam Project. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched either of them, but I, I definitely no, uh, plan on giving them both a, a look. Yeah, I saw that Free Guy is now on Disney Plus, um, so that's you know it's good and easily accessible. And then mm-hmm. obviously, uh, like I said, Netflix has uh, the Adam Project. Um, the yeah. script for Deadpool three is going to be written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are the same people that collaborated on the first two with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And okay. right now, there's no like filming dates or release dates or anything like that, which doesn't surprise if they've just now got a director. Um, like nailed down. And I'm honestly not certain. I believe at the time of recording, it's still quote unquote heavily uh, reported, but not confirmed by Disney or Sean Levy. Sure. Um, but typically that's how these things move, especially places like Hollywood Reporter. Once they start grabbing a hold of it, that's typically the case. I remember that Robert Pattinson being Batman was um, brought to my attention by the Hollywood Reporter saying, quote unquote, you know, strongly reported. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but so that's exciting that obviously they seem to think they have a good working relationship together. And if they've been successful on Free Guy and the Atom Project, um, I also like the idea of it being more um, like branched out a little bit where you still got that playful freedom that they had in like Free Guy. And then the Atom Project, from what I could tell, was, you know, kind of a, a love letter to like, you know, pop culture fans. Um, but then to kind of branch out and be able to do something within the MCU and potentially R rated. Um, because I remember Bob Iger, who was running Disney back when they bought Fox, came out and basically wouldn't say that they weren't going to do an R-rated uh, Deadpool. He said that's still definitely a possibility. Yeah, um, which is really what I want. Yeah, because I think he works best that way. Obviously, there's ways that you could do PG-13 and still work the humor, like with the fourth wall and things like that. Potentially sure. him being upset that he has to be censored. But um, I think everybody's kind of floated that idea. And obviously, the internet are like the cringiest writers. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Everyone's all bricked up. We want to hear it. You know, we <laughs> yeah, want to hear, we we want hear Deadpool say the nasty, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we... yeah so that's exciting. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty pretty excited for Deadpool 3. I thought Deadpool 2 was pretty, pretty good. Um, there were some things that were a little like, uh, okay, you know. It, <laughs> I wish they would go away a little bit from like the look at my dick kind of humor yeah know? but that also is his personality you know so it's kind yeah, of a, a double-edged sword there um but then next i've got that uh warner brothers they had to move several of their dc films that are releasing this year uh which obviously they're not releasing now uh they said that it was related to the pandemic causing setbacks on visual effects for the films um now if you recall from when we saw the batman uh in fact i think it was also in front of uncharted they had like a little stinger combination trailer from each movie of like, you know, 2022 being the year for DC heroes or something to that effect, uh, which is ironic because, yeah, this week they announced that they're pushing back half of those movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And that was the it was it was peculiar because I didn't know any of those were coming out besides the Batman, which was one of them. right. Like Black Adam, I remember I was asking you a bunch of questions like, I don't know anything. But then again, I'm not a DC fan. But still, right. like even like with the Flash uh, that's coming mm -hmm. out, and I believe there's a new Aquaman coming out. Yes. I would say if you want, I can run down the list here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the Flash uh, has been pushed back from November 4th of 2022 all the way to June 23rd of 2023, which Whoa. for that to be a big jump like that makes me wonder if it wasn't something more than visual effects. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because November's still quite time. a ways off. You know, that's the basically the new release date is more than a year away from now. So I'm thinking yeah. they had more troubles there potentially than just visual mm -hmm. effects. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, uh, which was the one you were asking about, it got pushed back from December 16th of 2022 to March 17th of 2023. So not yeah, as big not, of a push. You know. Yeah, it's small. That's small. Um, Black Adam got pushed back from July 29th uh, of this year to October 21st of this year. So that one's still going to see the light of day this year. Um, mm -hmm. And then actually, to, to switch it up, they pulled Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which is the sequel to Shazam. Um, they moved it up from June 2nd of 23 to December 16th of 2022, which was the Aquaman date. Um, okay. So that's good that we'll get to see that this year. However, yeah. it might be bad for Shazam because now it's facing off against Avatar 2. Um, which they've Disney and Fox have come out and said like they're not moving its release date anymore. So Avatar yeah. two will be coming out this December, and if it does anything like Avatar did, what eleven years ago, that's that might be bad for Shazam. Yeah, Ava well, Avatar it's it's the top grossing movie, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. It and Endgame are neck and neck, but it had yeah. a re-release uh, not too long ago, and it took the spot back. But I'm not going to lie. Like, I saw a lot of stuff um, of just people hating on the new Avatar movie, which kind of makes me curious because I'm really excited for it because I remember, you know, watching Avatar as a kid, and I loved it, and I'm still loving it. And, I'm yeah, I don't know why it's getting a lot of hate, not a whole lot of hype. Yeah. I mean... I think part of why the first Avatar was successful is, first of all, it came out in December back when, like, the, like, industry standard was not to release a film in December. Like, a December movie is not a blockbuster, right? So it had quite a bit of, like, open reign to just be there. Plus, uh, it was, like, a have-to-see-in-3D kind of movie, and 3D tickets are more expensive. But also... I don't know, there was like this weird hype around it where everybody was like, oh man, that was a really good movie. But when you break it down, it's literally just like blue Pocahontas, which I think is kind of some of the the, the trash being thrown at it, is that the story isn't that interesting. And Avatar 2's been like, we've been threatened with Avatar 2 for like 10 years now. Yeah. But I also know that they like, they have plans of like, they want to make like, what is it, four movies or six? Oh yeah, they want to make like so many sequels, but they got to get the first one out, you know? Yeah, that's that's very true. But I know that they have like a structure right now. I don't know. I'm excited for it. You know, at time. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to write it off entirely. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all I got for the, the reshuffle at Warner Brothers. Um, do you have anything more about that? You thought? Uh, no, I just I'm I'm looking forward if DC keeps doing what they've been doing with the movies they've been releasing, um, you know, uh, post Joker. Um, yeah. I, I'm very excited to learn more about DC. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously it, from like a competitive <laughs> capitalist standpoint, if they do, if they do good stuff and they do well, that's good for everybody because DC fans get satisfied and then maybe Marvel has to step up their game. They don't get to like rest on their haunches, you know? And so mm-hmm. then you've got competition and everybody wins. You know, they've got to improve the quality of the product to keep the customer coming back. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but so we're going to pivot sticking with uh, Warner Brothers Dune part two has some casting rumors. Um, there's three key roles that they're casting right now for the follow up. Um, Mr. Austin Butler, which do you remember the <laughs> the Elvis trailer? Yeah, um, the gentleman that's playing Elvis is in talks to stars uh, Fade Rotha, I believe is how you pronounce it. And he's the okay. nephew of the Baron. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen the new Dune? I have not seen it, but I remember reading it when I was a kid. Yeah. So, yeah, Fade is the is the nephew of the Baron. Um, and then Florence Pugh from Midsummer and Black Widow. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, dude, she's a killer actress. Yeah, like, she's great in Midsummer, and then she does really well in Black Widow, like, doing yeah. the action, but still keeping it dramatic, like, in the, mm-hmm. the scene where they're at lunch or dinner, trying to, like, fake being a family, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, she's very talented. She has very that, talented. you know, it, it was real to me, you know. Uh, but uh, she's in talks to star as um, Princess Arulan, who's the daughter of the Emperor Shaddam the um, Fourth, okay. and Shaddam the Fourth is who there's they, they, there's no rumors for that casting yet, but he's the the third role that they're casting right now. Um, but so that's exciting because um, I know that you're not too like excited about the Elvis movie. I would go see it, but um, it looks like he's doing a good job. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm not. I have it's not like I have anything against Elvis per se, but I just feel like there's a lot of movies coming up about like famous people's past 
which I'm not complaining about. Um, I just feel like it's a little overdone now. Like it's like, yeah. oh, you know, we, we've seen this before, you know, like all right. yeah, the, the musician biopic where it's like, or biopic, however you say it, um, yeah. where it's like, you know, here's the real gritty story of them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't know. But apparently there are quite a few, like, you know, the early viewings and things like that. Everybody's talking about this Austin Butler kid. So he may be, you know, a, a breakout star kind of person that if you got him on Dune Part 2, you know, it might be one of those where in 10 or 15 years you look back and go, oh, damn, he was in Dune? You know what I mean? Right. Just like Florence Pugh, you figure she was in Midsummer and she did a few, like, you know, Oscar-nominated um, films, and then all of a sudden she's in Black Widow. Um so I think that's exciting because, like you said, she's a killer actress and she deserves yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then do you remember last week I talked about um, the alien standalone property that they were making at Fox for Hulu? Yeah. Um, yeah, as part of like their plan to make 10 films a year for Hulu. Um, mm -hmm. Well, part of that initiative I found out is actually a Predator prequel called Prey, which I like that naming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's set in the Great Plains in the year 1719, so that's exciting, too. Uh, just the idea of seeing something that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And it features a Comanche woman who's going against the norms of her people to become a warrior. So it kind of sounds like maybe a Mulan-type story of, you know, the woman wanted to become a warrior, and obviously society that she lives in not being for that. Um, and she ends up, the quote that they gave was, setting herself on a collision course with the Predator. Um that sounds like a win for me. I really love the idea of the Predator, even though most of the Predator movies aren't very good at all. Um, I enjoyed Predators, which came out in like 2010. Okay. Did you see that one? I don't think I have. Uh, so it, it was different in that it had like a group of people that got like picked up by the Predators and mm -hmm. taken to an alien planet for like hunting grounds, right? And it okay. was really good and exciting and. Um, again, it was like, okay, well, we haven't seen that before. Usually it's the Predator coming to Earth. Um, and so it was a little bit of a different take. The Predator, which came out a couple years ago, I really didn't like. Um, I saw pretty... bits and pieces of that, but yeah, I, I remember not being too thrilled. So I think the idea of like pairing it back and getting down to what sounds like would be a pretty simple story um, mm. and setting could could be helpful. Yeah. Um, the lead role is actually being played by a, a woman named Amber Midthunder, who starred in Legion on FX. I don't know if you watched that one or not. Mm -mm. That was a really good one. It, it's a somewhat of an X-Men property. Legion himself is an X-Men character, but the okay. series didn't seem to tie into any X-Men things very strongly. But uh, yeah, you're other really than being casting. Legion, what's that? I was gonna say you're really casting me out here to be a black sheep. This is a podcast about pop culture, and you're like, "Yeah, I've seen this," and I'm like, "Uh, uh, no, negative." No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, again, we see who host number two is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just here to learn. You know, that's yeah, that's exactly. what I love. Hey, if I can educate, by God, I will. Yeah. Um, exactly. No, but other than Legion, she's pretty much an unknown. Um, but she herself is actually a member of the Fort Peck Sioux tribe. So she is Native American um, by heritage. Um, so I think that's that's kind of cool that you're, you know, it, it makes yeah. sense. But, you know, it shouldn't have to be noteworthy, but it is right. 
Right. No, but I still um, think it's cool that's like they kind of went the extra mile because I'm sure that wasn't right. as easy as just being like, okay, cast somebody as it, and we can just say that you know they're yeah. from the tribe. But yeah. actually going and be like, okay, they actually are from you know that tribe. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's cooler. I think. I yeah. think it's a little more cool. Um, and then it's being directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I thought which, was a, like a really surprise hit. Oh, phenomenal! I love uh, the uh, anything of like the Cloverfield. Yeah, and I love. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying love because I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved in Ten Cloverfield Lane the idea that it was a pretty minimalist like suspense or horror, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you could do something with that where. Maybe you lean back into Predator being a horror more than action um, with her being by herself and having to survive with pretty primitive weapons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you said it was like, what, 17? 17... 1719, yeah, so it's pre, yeah. pre-America, right? Pre-United which States. Also, yeah, which also leads to the question of how primitive is you know, the Predator's predators. gear. Yeah. Yeah, does he is he still all juiced up like he is in the movies that we've seen? Or yeah, he's got is the plasma like, caster on his shoulder chasing down yeah. a native <laughs> it's just going through, yeah, plowing yeah. the field. Um yeah. But also is it just, you know, or is it like you can see where they're going from? It's like, okay, it's not quite like the plasma cannon. Um, but it's something where it's like, oh, okay, you can see, you know, yeah, I don't know. Like a blunderbuss I mean, to a, a a gun now. Right, yeah, the the change. But also, I mean, yeah. the Predators have used um, spears in the past um, and nets and things like that, so he could still use what would be more primitive weapons, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's got primitive weapons in his arsenal. But it'd also be cool to see them introduce... Th- there's a weird opportunity where, even though they're going backwards in time, they could still show us new tech because it's outdated tech, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, like the Predator culture. I'm excited for... Uh you know, Predator to, you know, because obviously this Native American woman doesn't have this battle gear that, you know, the right. Predator's rocking. So I'm excited yeah. for you know them to kind of take that armor off and, like, see the horrified face on this woman because she's like, what yeah. is this thing? What the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I wonder with her actually being, um, you know, the member of a tribe, the Sioux tribe, um, could they do like the film Apocalypto, where it's all in that language, you know, um, that'd be interesting because, you know, you don't, uh, that'd be some intense representation, but also keep it authentic where it's like, okay, why does this Comanche woman in 1719 speak English? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Which I'd be a hundred percent. Okay. With, I don't see a yeah. problem with it at all. Yeah. Especially if she might be solitary for most of the film, just trying to escape the predator. Obviously the predator isn't going to have dialogue. Um, and so she may not have very many lines. It may be a pretty quiet action movie, which again, kind of like that film apocalypse that I talked about. It's mostly the gentleman by himself on the run. Uh, so you don't get a ton of his native language anyhow. But, so I'm excited for that. In a weird way. I feel like it's a little more realistic that way. Cause I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chatterbox, but I feel like if I was in a situation like that, oh, I'm fucking silent. You know, I'm not saying yeah, anything yeah. to anybody. Yeah. I got my eyes on the prize. I'm trying to get out of there. Yeah, I'm holding my breath. Right. So I feel like uh, it's but, a little more realistic and, like you were saying, authentic uh, yeah. uh, perspective. Yeah. Uh, but that's supposed to come out this summer, uh, 2022, on Hulu. 
So that that's really cool too that it's going to be coming out on Hulu. Um, you know, kind of not free, obviously, because you pay for the subscription, but no additional sure. charge, right? Right. Yeah. And then, all right. So we got to get into the 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 nitty gritty here. Uh, we got the first trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got oh me God, that, over here <laughs> dude well i got actual goosebumps when they played the duel of fates just like oh Ooh. yeah like, oh chills on my spine <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm like oh no what's happening <laughs> i've never felt like this before <laughs> what is love no. no uh so several of the inquisitors shown uh in the trailer we had the grand inquisitor who uh you know looks not like the Grand Inquisitor too much. Um, I mean, yes, he does. Like, he, he's kind of like the Diet Coke of uh, Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> you know? He's just he's just a like, man yeah, with a man-shaped him. head and man eyes, you know? It's like, that's, that's the Grand Inquisitor, but that's not... But it's not, yeah. And which is surprising, because you figure, like, we just got Cad Bane in Boba Fett, and Don't he me looked like... I mean, he looked like Cad Bane. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I loved Cad Bane in that. It was just yeah, he was scary. terrifying to look at him. Yeah, he was scary, yeah. but it was so like I can't look away. You know, I have to like. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So I mean, if they can make Cad Bane, they can give a guy a tall head and contact lenses. <laughs> like <laughs> it ain't Rocket Star Wars for God's sake. Come on, Lucas Arts. <laughs> right. or, you know, Lucas Films. You got freaking uh, Industrial Light and Magic making. Uh, Making special effects, they can't give this guy a bald cap with stuffing in it, you know? <laughs> Freaking Walter White in... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that. <laughs> in El Camino. Looks like Megamind. They could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. Uh, but we also see a new Inquisitor named Reva. Uh, or maybe Reva. Uh, it's spelled like Reva McIntyre, but with a B instead of a V. So we're going to call her Reva and assume she has a southern accent. Um, she appears to be the main antagonist. She's okay. the one that uh, is seems to be like hunting potentially Obi-Wan or some other force user uh, in the trailer. And then we get the fifth brother who we saw in Rebels. Um, there was also a fourth Inquisitor that we like barely catch a glimpse of. And I didn't recognize him. And from what I could research, I don't think anybody else knew who it was. So maybe a new uh, Inquisitor. It's just a new character. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. Because the Inquisitors are like a rotating door between Darth Vader cutting him in half in the comics, and then just you know you figure in um, uh, Fallen Order you kill a few of them. Yeah, so they're they're pretty disposable. So it could be just a new guy. He might be cannon fodder. Obi Wan might shoot him in, in the head. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. Don't stand in the way. That's all I gotta exactly. say. Duck. Uh, I was got young uh, Luke. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I was hoping that, you know, going back to the Fallen Order, I know it's like right around the same time. Mm, kind of. So I'm going to get nerdy. So Star Wars is time. Its timeline is told in BBY and ABY, mm -hmm. which is the it's before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin, which is the battle at the end of a new hope when they blow up the death star for the first time okay. and from what i'm reading um this the obi-wan series is nine years bby mm -hmm. so it's about 10 years after uh the revenge of the sith and then um fallen order was like 15 bby so it's only like 
five years after Revenge of the Sith. So there's still, I mean, it's it is within the same time era, but it'd be about five years on from the video game. Um, All I'm saying is, if we yeah. get a little little bit of Cal, I would yeah, Cal I, Kestis? Yeah, I would get Cameron Monaghan in. Yeah, because I was gonna say, yeah, the characters. I mean, they base the character off of him. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks like him. Yeah, you already got your actor. Right, and we saw that um, the BD droid, not necessarily not necessarily BD one, but a BD oh, droid. Yeah. in uh, yeah. Boba Fett. Which I feel like they're they're hinting at something. I yeah. mean, they got to be. You know, they can't be. They throwing... Might just be throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. You know, see if people go, "Oh shit, that's BD one." You know, and then they go, oh, "All right, we got to do Cal Kestis." I mean, which I'm completely okay with. I mean, just yeah. give the fans what they want at this point. And you know, we'll. I want to get back to characters, um, but let me talk about. <laughs> we get little you, little Luke Skywalker, um, sitting on the on the house like. He it was very Anakin Skywalker. Like now, this is pod racing, you know. Yeah, now that's pod racing. <laughs> uh, also, we saw a really cool, like, um, had like a real New York Square or uh, Times Square. I mean, uh, city on a planet named Daiyu, which is a new yeah. city or a new planet. I mean, uh, which I'm excited for. Like, thank God, because I'm getting a little tired of Tatooine. If I got to be honest. Um, yeah, for a planet that's supposed a lot to be a dump. Yeah, if that's supposed yeah. to be a dump that nobody goes to. I feel like I majority of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few times in the Mandalorian, uh, the end of Rise of Skywalker, obviously. Boba alert. Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, and then at least partly in the Obi Wan series. Not to mention that it comes up quite a bit in the movies themselves. But it's like, okay, this is a galaxy with tons of planets, and why does everything keep happening on Tatooine? Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm just excited to see something else, something with a little more color. You know that that uh, recording. Um, I forget what they call it. The volume that they use to to film on, right? Which is that big mm-hmm. dome screen. Sure. It can do so much more than a fucking desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. So use it, right? Um. So some I'm rumors even are down for like. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say I'd be yeah, down yeah, yeah. for even like another uh, Dagobah. Yeah, something like that. Something- yeah, something swampy, something like jungle. Like, I'd be mm-hmm. so down for that. Yeah, something lush, some greenery. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's supposed to be a duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader with Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader. <laughs> so that's exciting. We might even get some flashbacks with Anakin to some Clone Wars stuff. Because, um, yeah. you know, you got the guy, right? Well, you better use him. Are they just going to put him in a helmet? I wouldn't think so. No, I'm um, getting all bricked up thinking about it, though. Yeah, so you could maybe bring Ahsoka in because we've got her in live action now. Right. Which the actress who plays Ahsoka again, yeah, Rosario Dawson, it. yeah, yeah, and then, you know, it. everybody keeps banging on about this, but maybe Mace Windu, not likely, but maybe Mace Windu. God, I, ooh, I've been but, wanting Mace Windu to come back for so long, and Samuel L. Jackson was like, I would yeah. play him, like hands yeah. down, like yes, yeah. I mean, he's even said he's like, you know, I mean, Jedi's can survive falls from great heights, you know, so he's he's setting up his head cannon of like how he made it out, you know. Yeah, yeah, and we've got yeah, robotic he, well, hands. He got his like, arms chopped off. Yeah, yeah, no big. I think he only lost one. He only loses the hand that he's wielding the saber with. I'm pretty sure. Or yeah, that's right because he's pointing it at him with one hand. Yeah, yeah. he only lost so he one. Just loses a hand, which that's that's just Star Wars for you. And yeah, then, you know, losing a hand, falling out of a building—that's just <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. You know, come on, yeah, walk that, it exactly. Off. That's a Tuesday in this galaxy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, I I want him. I want him. Yeah, Samuel yeah. Jackson and Disney are tight. They're like two nuts in a ball sack. So he could definitely <laughs> pull it off. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know why he's not. 
yet. Uh, but yeah, then just to, to quit talking about Star Wars, get us out of it, it releases on May 25th, the first episode does, which is a Wednesday. So they seem to be sticking with that Wednesday release day. Yes. Which we'll have to talk, you know, send in suggestions. How do we do like a weekly segment? I mean, we record on Sundays, but we air on Wednesdays. How does that work? You know what I mean? I would mm-hmm. like to talk about it, but maybe we just wait until it's all out and then we do a big episode about it. I don't know. Send in ideas, send in suggestions. Uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll see what works. All right. It's time. We're going to talk about Uncharted and uh, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, I'm ready to open up this can of worms. <laughs> All right, so I'll do a little housekeeping up top. Um, it's been about three weeks that Uncharted's been out, potentially more. My math might be off. Uh, but it, its opening weekend was a $44 million box office, uh, and its current worldwide is $277 million. Um, it's got a budget reported to be about $120 million, which I always read that you should double that to account for marketing. So we'll call it $240 million. So if we go based on that number, right now they have made a profit, which is yeah. a good sign, obviously. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's what they're there to do, right? But if you take into account that they had to potentially do some more reshoots or th- issues to go along with marketing the film more than once because of the pandemic, maybe mm-hmm. it's more expensive. Maybe they're just sitting at even. I don't know. Um, reception is kind of mixed and divisive. Uh, from a critical standpoint, it kind of didn't do well. IMDb had it at a 6.7 last I checked. Metacritic had it at a 45 out of 100. And Rotten Tomatoes critic score was a 40%. But the audiences had it at a 90%. So there's a big divide there between like a critical standpoint and just the general audience, you know, movie-going audience. Um, yeah. So we'll kind of talk about where we land on that. Um, you want to give us a spoiler-free plot synopsis? And I mean a synopsis. Don't start rambling. Tell me what the movie's about. And no, pretend absolutely. your mom asked you, what's that movie about? <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, it's about um, this character named Nathan Drake, who is trying to recover, you know, a bunch of lost fortune. Because, um, you know, for him being a treasure hunter, and he is introduced to this gentleman named Victor Sullivan. Um and they just basically are trying to connect all these clues together of how to find all this lost treasure and, you know, what path, what ways, what puzzles are we going to have to go through in order to get this? Yeah, I think what you meant to say was <clears throat> Street Smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Moncada. Did you just Google it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I knew I could have Googled it, I would have done that. I'm going like, to piece this together in my head. Like, how can I make this sound like creative without being like, oh, he just copied and pasted. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's IT, baby. You just Google it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, then what he said, I guess, you know, <laughs> fuck my ideas. All right, so we're going to try and keep it non-spoiler, uh, just in case there's people that haven't seen the movie yet that are on the fence. Um, sure. So vague, spoiler-free thoughts on the story. I figure if we got bullet points, I'll go one, you go one. How's that sound? Sounds good. So I thought uh, overall it was pretty compelling. It kept my attention, pulled me along the 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 path, you know, the puzzle. Um, but the twists and turns did feel kind of predictable. Basically, the way I looked at it was it was nothing new. If you've seen a, an adventure treasure hunter movie, 
this isn't going to surprise you, right? This isn't going to change the formula. Um, would would you agree with that, or do you have a different take on that? Um, for this, yeah, no, for the plot twists, everything like that, yeah, it's pretty predictable. Um, yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, so I think they did a good job of conveying that Nathan Drake is very intelligent and has a really strong knowledge base when it comes to just general world history and very specific history, in this case, about the Ferdinand Magellan. Um, and without getting into spoilers, it makes sense for his character that he would know everything there is to know about this treasure. Um, and he doesn't come off as, like, a know-it-all, um, actually, you know what I mean? <laughs> actually. Actually. But he, he felt like Nathan Drake in the games, I felt. Yeah. I was picking up on a lot of vibe of, you know, oh, yeah, you know, and he, he like you were saying, he puts a very good way of just um, knowing it, but not like rubbing it in your face. Yeah, uh, they did change Nate's origin from the game a bit, but it wasn't anything like incredibly egregious. You know, they weren't like actually his parents were, uh, you know, super wealthy CEOs. You know, he wasn't Laura Croft, right, where uh, they change it all up on him. Uh, they showed him as a smooth talking bartender in a pickpocket as opposed to like a uh, a street rat like he is in the games, which was okay. Um, I, I didn't think it was too giant of a leap to, to make to his yeah. origin. I mean, you got to think even in the game, you know, of him being a street rat, he tries to uh, pit pocket, pit pocket Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you have more story thoughts, uh, non-spoiler, before we move on to, like, char- characters and their chemistry? Mm, not for story, not without spoiling it, but, you know, you're... Right. you're, you're Hitting it on the, the nose right there. But yeah, looking at characters in chemistry, I think, like, we'll start Tom Holland. He's very good. He's a very charming individual. Uh, just as an actor, he is. I mean, uh, but he gives off some pretty good Nathan Drake vibes. Um, I did think there were times where he could be a bit more sarcastic or witty. Uh, just because, you know, there's times where I was like, I think Nate would probably be a little bit more snappy than that. Uh, there's times where he's kind of like, oh, man. But also, he's yeah, a young Drake, so movie. maybe that's a trait that he could develop later, you know? Do you have anything about, like, Tom Holland or Nathan Drake in this, as far as a non-spoiler, like, character traits, things like that, that you had comments on? Yeah, you know, I, I felt like, like you were saying, Nathan Drake, Tom Holland did a really good job, I feel, as playing a younger version of Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if they do decide to do future movies, I mean, I guess, suppose, depending on Tom Holland as he ages. Right. Uh, I feel like there needs to be, I still kind of pick up on like a, a late teenager for whatever reason. Like he's yeah. supposed to be 25 in this and I'm just not yeah. feeling that. Age. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Holland still is, but, and it's partly his looks. He's very youthful. Like that he, bastard, he is, you know, he does not look 25. I age uh, like milk. This is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. He is five years older than you and you look 10 years older than Look like a used car salesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg uh, as Sullivan, I didn't think was super Sullivan. I, I wrote in my notes even, he was like Sullivan-flavored LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's I just, that's Sullivan. Just a hint of Sullivan, you know? Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, he, I, I'm going to interrupt you. because no, I go can. ahead. Uh, <laughs> he's, I thought he had good chemistry with Tom Holland. Uh, as Drake, I just don't know that it was Sullivan and Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say the. I feel like the most I saw Sullivan out of that was when he called him kid. Yeah, I did like that. That it wasn't like a forced like wink and a nod at the audience. Hey, I called him kid. It was just part of his vocabulary. 
Yeah, he's like, hey, kid. Yeah. Hey, and yeah. other than that, you know, I, yeah, I really wasn't. And they, he, it wasn't a bad character. No. But, I, you know, it, it just, it's, it's not, it's not Sullivan. Right. Um, and I, I'll get into that more in spoilers. Don't let me forget that idea. Yes. Um, I thought, and I think an excuse could be made for his character, the same with Drake, that this is an earlier version of the character. So perhaps over time, with them knowing each other, their personalities might grow to be more like the game characters. You know what I mean? Maybe Sullivan hardens Drake a bit, and Drake softens Sully a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if they did that, yeah. then I would take back everything I said and be like, alright, you bastard, you got me. Right, yeah, touche. Uh, Chloe is in this film. Chloe Frazier. Uh, Chloe was played by a woman named um, Sophia Ali, which I don't know her from anything. Um, Neither her, do I. Uh, she did a good job in this. I, that wasn't a comment on that. I I don't have any way to reference back to her. Uh, her IMDb had her being in Grey's Anatomy, which is not in my wheelhouse. Um, but she did, I thought, a good job as Chloe. Uh, she was pretty representative of the character in the game as far as like the light flirtation between her and Drake, as well as her just <laughs> ingrained, innate distrust of pretty much anybody she meets. Yeah, she's ready to backstab anyone and everyone anybody. at any yeah. point in time. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, I'm going to betray you before you betray me kind of mentality. Right. Um, what do you think about Chloe? I'm going to sound like a broken record here. It was a good character. I just don't know. Cause when we met, you know, Chloe, fuck, here I go again, you know, to the back to the games. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's supposed I to be suppose, an adaptation of that game. So sure. Sure. I, I, I suppose, I suppose, you know, it just comes down to when we first have this, you know, uh, occurrence with um, Chloe in the game, they're already like, you know, it's not just flirtatious. It's, it's they're kind of like there's a fling going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're in the middle know. of a relationship when we meet them. Yeah. And it's like, I, I still want to see more of Chloe. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, especially her planet. She did a good job, but it's just like, eh, you know, I don't know. I and might be I nitpicking can... here. Right, well, and that's allowed. You know, hey, it's your take. That's right. <laughs> Nobody can take it from you. So I'm going to combine uh, two of the the two villains of the, the movie uh, under okay. one comment, basically. Uh, Antonio Banderas played Santiago Mancada, and then an actress named Tati Gabrielle played Joe Braddock, who's kind of like the anti-Sullivan, right? She's uh, You get the vibe that they've worked together, maybe, but she's just the evil version of, like, Wally and Drake are. Um, I thought that Antonio Banderas played a very mildly uh, intimidating villain, that honestly probably could have had more screen time. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and without getting into spoilers there. Yeah. Um, and Joe Braddock uh, felt, I don't know, kind of like a, a flat character where it was like, I didn't get the... I didn't get much from her other than, fuck you, I'll kill you if I have to. And that was yeah. her, whole, her whole thing. You know? Yeah, it, um, it, it really seemed like without getting too, you know, and without spoiling anything here. Yeah. It seems like there was history with a lot of the, you know, uh, with her and a lot of the characters throughout it. Yeah. That I was kind of like, I wanted to know about. I was like, Ooh, yeah. how do you know this person? Like, you know, like yeah. what happened? Yeah. And that was something that I thought it did well was, um, introducing you in the middle of a story. Yeah. Where you, you know, okay, these characters have all existed. You know, they didn't, their lifespan didn't start when the credits opened. Right. Mm -hmm. they had a life leading up to the time we meet them. But again, yeah, I did want to know more about them. 
Yeah, I think the villain problem in this is just not enough of them. I figure before we spoil, we should rate it. That way anybody that wants to hear what we think before they go see it can stop listening now. Not that they should stop listening. Maybe they skip ahead or they come back, right, after they've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, our rating system, as we've talked about, is overwhelming, means it was good. Whelming is like it was just a movie, right? It was pretty mid. And then underwhelming is a bad movie, right? So I, I kind of think mine has two answers. If you rate it as a just a, a movie that has no adaptation to it, it's kind of whelming. It's just a movie. If you just compare it to other adventure movies, like a national that. But as a video game movie, I think it's overwhelming. I think uh, for both of my answers, I you know I would put it at uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll talk about it here when we you know start talking about uh, the yeah. spoilers and stuff like that. Well, I think uh, you know loudly, proudly, we're in spoilers now. Uh, yeah. So stop listening if you don't want to hear spoilers about this kind of hard to spoil movie. So uh, what you got? What was your spoiler? Yeah. So uh, you know, talking about uh, I'm sorry, who is the actor's name who played the main villain? Uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Antonio Banderas. I wasn't, and I'm, maybe I just, it went completely over my head and I just had a, a dumbass moment. Wasn't expecting him to kill his dad. No, yeah, that felt like. That was, I was like, oh my God. Cause, you know, they're so like family oriented. You know, this is yeah. my family's money. Yeah. You know, so I'm yeah. like, oh, he would never do that. And then he was just like, he just <laughs> sorry, like, Pops. Sorry, bro. Lo siento, padre. And he just, <laughs> just has, well, he doesn't even do it, he hires someone to do it. Yeah, and it, well, he looks at him the entire time. Yeah, yeah, he makes eye contact while she slits his fucking throat, which is cold blooded. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, wasn't uh, it... go ahead. Yeah, well, and so Joe kind of does the same thing to him, where like she slits his throat on the plane, and it was like a okay, I guess that's what's happening now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it felt unnecessary. It didn't feel like it made sense, right? Like, because oh, yeah, at this point, yeah, I was like. She would. Yeah, because you would think as a mercenary, they're like, all right, we're just here to get our cut and move on. We got a reputation right. to keep. Yeah. And so yeah, now she's know, the yeah. mercenary that killed her boss. Right. Right. So or now be hiring her in the future. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, you know, but I suppose the, the, the backup to that is, well, she would never have to work again. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I see the opportunity when you take one, you know, or when you see one, take it. You're right. But. I just I was a fan of Antonio's uh, background, you know, especially getting into him like, oh, my God, yeah. how crazy is this dude if he can kill his dad or have someone hired right. to kill him and he can look at him while they're doing, you know, like yeah. that's this and dude's like nuts. Bad pops. Right. Um, so I definitely see that. Um, but y- yeah, so, you know, just that was one of the biggest things, I suppose. But I got some yeah. more. But... Yeah, uh, I thought talking about the puzzles or clues that they had to solve were pretty basic. Um, there wasn't like, like in the books, there's, or in the, the games, I apologize. Uh, in the games, there's some pretty complex stuff. Um, yeah, this was like, okay, put the keys together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was the most like, holy fuck. You know, like that was supposed to be the Eureka moment. Um, I, I, I hate to keep comparing it, but it's the same genre. If you've seen National Treasure or played the Uncharted games, um, this is all going to feel pretty simple. Um, yeah. No, no surprise. No, like, wow, that's whoa. Who thought of that? You know what I mean? I will say something I wasn't upset about per se, but I didn't understand and was kind of left in the dark. Mm-hmm. 
what was up with the salt? Like, why were there giant urns of salt? It was to preserve yeah, I, food. Thinking, right, yeah, I think it was maybe just a decoy. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I felt like, I was like, just... Or maybe, so, like, they were storing the map in there, right? Maybe it was, like, to keep it dry? But, see, maybe, I don't know, because it's just, like, it, it was in yeah. some sort of, like, covering, so it yeah. wouldn't, like, ruin. Right. But, like, I feel like it, just the salt was just so unnecessary. It I felt feel like, like it was going to be I a mean, clue to the next thing. Right. Like, oh, this salt is from fucking because, you know, salt, Saltino Bay, right? Or whatever. Right. Because right before the scene ends, you even see Sully pick it up, pick up and sand, like kind of yeah. throw it around. Yeah. And so it's just like, what does it got to do? And then it's nothing. nothing. We talked about it a little bit, but Chloe crossing and double crossing was pretty Chloe from the games. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, absolutely. But like if if you look at it as just a movie without being an adaptation, uh, I was never surprised when she did. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I was never like, like, oh, what? She's going to cross him? Yeah, because it definitely, you know, she it, says it, it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah telegraphs you know, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, as well as it seemed like the only reason she double crossed uh, Antonio's character. Well, I mm -hmm. suppose. Uh, what was the I'm so sorry. What was the actress's name? Um, yeah, Tati Gabrielle. Tati Gabrielle, uh, when she double crosses her, it just felt like a more of a, ooh, I'm going to get killed because <laughs> yeah. I'm a higher rank. So it's in yeah. my benefit instead of well, like a guilt. No longer my party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a moral high ground. It was purely preservation, which I guess is true to character. You know, I suppose of like, I'm looking out for me, so I better get out of here and get on the winning team. And she only ends up yeah, with me you know, when you say it like that, for they sure. were on the plane at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she didn't seek out Nate. They just happened to, there was serendipity. They were both on that plane. Yeah. And then I did actually appreciate, again, it was predictable, but I did like seeing Nate trick her with the, the wrong. Um, yeah. Um, the wrong coordinates. The end. Yeah. That was smart of him. Um, yeah. To know, like he, he knew that she didn't trust him, that she was going to cross him. So he left her a fake clue. To steal, put it in a bottle, or like, put the ah, real yeah, one in a bottle. Made it look like the yeah. cap. Yeah, I was like, "Yep, he's learning." That was nice to see him grow and kind of be more like in that world, and kind of like, "Yep, oh, yep, uh, she's gonna cross me, and I just have to accept that and lead her off the trail." Right. Um, yeah. I thought that Nate and Sully liking each other. Um, Nate kind of finds out that he lied about his brother being dead to manipulate him into helping him. And you would think he would hate him, and then he kind of acts like he hates him. And then for some reason, they're just buds and partners at the end. And there's never really any indication from Sullivan that he would be trustworthy all of a sudden. You know what I mean? He felt a little I inconsistent. Was, I was gonna say, from that, I will. I know I was talking about you know really bashing on the movie of mm -hmm. you know whether or not they're gonna try to combine all the games into one or right. you know just kind of roll up the punches and see where each one goes. Which, but, yeah, but this the, didn't combine all the games. It did not, no. But with the changes that they made, it wasn't like, a, ooh, a very slight change, but we're not going to, you know, relay anything more of it in the future. We're going to try to keep it as close. Yeah. They didn't do that. They're like, okay, this is what we're doing. That's like a probable outcome of how, what would happen if that was a decision that was made. And they stuck with it. Sure. And so I was like, yeah. okay, you know, it's not the same, but I can, I can watch committed. this and think, yeah, I can watch this and think, yeah, that's probably what would happen if that if that scenario happened. Yeah, yeah, they committed to their their decisions. 
Yeah, um, which was one of the biggest fears I had, and which I think touching on this for the first time th- makes me think this is probably one of the best video game movies out there. Probably. Um, I know that like I didn't sit through it. I didn't like it as much. The Laura Croft Tomb Raider that they did uh, a few years back, I didn't watch it t- all the way through, but my understanding is that it, it got pretty good reviews for a video game movie um, mm-hmm. and was generally liked by the audience. I think it was kind of like this one where the audience had really good opinions about it, but it wasn't very well received critically. Um, and that one is actually getting a sequel, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I do think that this is probably up there as far as, like, video game movies. It's no Resident Evil, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or, like, Mortal Kombat from last year. I think that was last eh. year. Was not very good. It was, like, it, it was whelming. Eh. <laughs> I wrote here that Sam is alive, even though everyone presumed him dead, uh, which is like the game. Um He's stuck mm-hmm. in prison, just like in the game. And he seems to be warning Nate about someone that he's working with, maybe Sullivan. So I like the idea that they're kind of laying groundwork for potential, you know, oh, maybe there's more. Because uh, there's definitely room between this story and when we meet them in the games. Uh, but I swear to God, if they make my boy Sullivan turn out to be the bad... I, I named my dog yeah. after him. Right, yeah. So, like, if they make this guy... Uh, and that uh, would be a really hard turn. Yeah. So I, don't... I guess that would be pretty cool, though. Yeah. But but no, no, I'm standing my ground, no. Um, and then, obviously, there was a post credit scene uh, that <laughs> gave Sullivan his mustache. And I am not convinced that that wasn't, like, a last-minute thing that they filmed to give him a mustache and make everybody shut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And everybody's like, you didn't even have a fucking mustache. Which, like, that's, that's Sullivan. Sullivan. He's uh, known for that, that bushy stash. And, and like, it did, that scene kind of made me go, okay, because it did the thing that origin movies do that I hate, where it's like, here's how he got his mustache, and here's how he got his cigar. Yeah, same thing, yeah, they, they just stole <laughs> it from the guy. It was like in and Solo. And he just, you know, immediately had all this knowledge about cigars. Yeah. I was like, I haven't heard him say anything about cigars. Yeah, it's like how Son, how Han got his name in, in the Han Solo movie. Where it's just like, uh, I've just always been by myself. And he's like, by yourself, you say? Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus Christ, come on. And here's how he got his vest, and his boots, and his gun. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that heavy, but same feeling. Uh, but there's talk of a Nazi map, so maybe they are just going into the first game, because in the first game they come to the, the U-boat, the Nazi sub, yep. so maybe they are just going into the first game, but I don't know. Which, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I remember playing, you know, when I played the first one, mm-hmm. those creatures yeah, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, I played it, you know, I played it again, uh, you know, not to, maybe like, beginning of last year right, you know, as a grown man yeah <laughs> as a grown man and i'm like i jump scares are getting me you know i got my the, the palm of my hands are sweating <laughs> all right we've been talking cold. for about an hour so we're gonna kind of wrap up here um we're gonna move briskly right to try and get into some of the yep. more nitty-gritty stuff uh so action scenes there was the auction at the beginning right uh, yes, which I thought was a pretty simple action scene. Um, that had some little flourishes in there of like him spinning around the uh, the railing and sliding over desks and stuff. But uh, most of it was him just hanging from a light. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it did I take advantage say, of Tom Holland's athleticism, which was nice. Correct. It did. I was just, going off that. I will say from that that uh, fight scene, I suppose. Um, you do see a, another sign of his 
wittiness mm-hmm. in when he's telling him he's like who puts up that handrail and then yeah. like they like yeah. look to see like just oh bolts. shit is that really our fault yeah. yeah and then he gets the hell out of dodge yeah, he's running away it made me think of Step Brothers when he's like oh look a whale <laughs> and then he just takes off sprinting yeah. <laughs> um yeah and I also enjoyed uh, talking about his wittiness, he did have some like in-fight banter with the big like he calls him the Highlander. Um, yeah, the Scottish, the Scottish dude. Where he's like, I really don't know what you're saying, and he's getting under the guy's skin, and then he kicks the desk into his nuts, mm-hmm. and that felt pretty Drake, you know? Yeah, and it felt pretty Drake to just be getting picked up and thrown around a fucking room by a Hulk of a man. Yeah, because I mean, even in the games, Nathan Drake's yeah. not that big of a dude. No, I mean, he, Drake's just a, he's a street brawler. I mean, he's not like trained in martial arts, right? He's just, he throws fists. Yeah, it's just an everyday, he's an everyday Joe. There was the, the tunnels, like the catacombs, little bit where they go into the bar and they fight the same dude again. And then obviously the, yeah. the Papa John's above ground with uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, which was, that was a funny line. I actually, that made us laugh pretty good. Yeah, and he's like, I'm, yeah, I'm literally in a in a Papa John's like, <laughs> yeah, what do you expect me to find yeah, up here? I'm in a Papa John's, but I thought that was a pretty decent fight between Mark Wahlberg and that Tatio Gabrielle or Tati Gabrielle. Sorry. Yeah, but there was nothing in that fight that made me go like, oh, shit. Like, I couldn't tell you a specific move other than him literally throwing double plane get uh, glass yeah I, that's what i was gonna say is i feel like the only part where we oh. both went yeah. ooh, was yeah when she got thrown into the glass and hits the yeah. wall behind it then you obviously have the plane which is directly from the third game um i thought yeah. it was pretty video gamey uh, in a bad way where it's like yeah we're watching yeah. a movie not playing a game yeah um because there's a level of suspension of disbelief that you can apply to a game where okay these are video game characters you know um but when you're seeing real people do the stuff that you're supposed to be able to do in a video game, you go that people can't do that. Um, it felt it felt right. like Fast and the Furious to me, where it's like, and I guess for some reason these DVD thieves are superheroes and can just right. jump from car to car at seventy mile an hour. You know, <laughs> it was like that, where like the plane is flying, and then there's all the cargo flying behind the plane, and he's able to just jump forward, right? Right. Yeah, they're literally pushing out, you know, all this cargo because you know. Yeah, it, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and then you had the ships at the end, which I thought was like the most creative and original like action scene in the movie, where they're airlifting. Yeah, the using ships. the ships to fight against yeah. each and other, and that felt like an uncharted. Like that felt like something that would be in the games. I thought it was just mm-hmm. enough of like, no fucking way, they are not doing this. You know what I mean? Over the top in the way that uncharted yeah. is, but still, it didn't have the video gaminess that the plane did. So that was nice. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of like when you know Tom Holland was falling out of the plane and it like transitions into first person. Yeah, that was person. weird because like even the games aren't I first re- person, so it wasn't it wasn't like a reference to the game. Yeah, I really didn't get it. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that, and it just he looked like mm-hmm. rubber. Sorry, getting a drink there. I'm all dry. Um, <laughs> like a <laughs> the well, the well's all dried up, like a desert. Um. no i I agree yeah uh, there's and i'll talk about that a little bit more here in a second uh because we're going to talk about visual effects did you have any more thoughts on the action scenes um when they're falling from the car or from the plane on top of the car yeah (laughs) yeah they had like this whole conversation and like they just they weren't holding onto the car they were just kind of sitting on the car and they weren't yeah they're not falling off like they're just kind of what are you doing here 
Yeah, you, you didn't think about grabbing a parachute? Yeah, like literally, it's like, the car is falling at terminal velocity, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, again, I know I'm a chatterbox, yeah. but I would be fucking yeah, silent. I'd be like, why are you talking to me? Yeah, Shut the fuck up. I wouldn't have been on the plane to begin with, let alone, like, just chilling on a car at terminal velocity. But, yeah. <laughs> um, just briefly, because I think it's something we could pretty much just go, meh, and move on. Uh, but you can correct me. Sure. The music in the movie uh, was unnoticeable to me. I never thought anything of the music at all. Um, Until the very yeah, last right. song, which exactly. was... Exactly, that's what I wrote in my notes. It's like the credits start, and then they use the theme from the game, which is such a good adventure song. Like, it gives you that sense of discovery it really and is. wonder that the movie probably could have used. Like, in the, some of the scenes where, like, when they find the pots of what turns out to be salt... There could have been a swell of music that felt like a discovery, and there just wasn't that. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, visual effects. It honestly wasn't very effects heavy, which I kind of thought it might be. Um, but now that I know that it was a, what I'd say, $120 million movie, that makes sense. Um, sure. The pretty good effects on the boat fight at the end, I thought. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't a bunch yeah. of stuff where I was like, Jesus, that looks like a PS3 game. You know what I mean? Right. I will say um, something else for, you know, uh, visual yeah. effects wasn't a big. F I suppose it's not necessarily visual effects, but with visuals, wasn't a big fan of like a whole lot of the camera angles. The only one that really caught my eye was when he, you know, finally, for the first time at the end of the movie, grabs yeah. the gun. He poses and pulls it out of the holster. And you, yeah, you see that just that classic Nathan Drake pose. But really, other than that, um, I just wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't visually interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we, we already talked about it, but yeah, I wrote in here for visual effects. The plane sequence was super sketchy. Um, like you said, Drake looked like a rubber doll bouncing between the crates. And then, like we said, them just chilling on the car. Just 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 Jay chilling, yeah. you know? Um, and then I thought it'd be a good idea for us to close on some comparisons to the game, since that is what it set out to be, was an adaptation. Yeah. Um, I just wrote here that the story between Nate and Sam has been simplified, not necessarily in a negative way, but where they just kind of streamlined it. Um, but they could explore it later with uh, you know him being in the prison and all that. Maybe some other story hasn't happened yet, right? But mm -hmm. um, Nathan, I thought, was portrayed, like I said, as less of a street rat and a little bit more sophisticated than he is in, in the games when they meet. Um, and I thought the biggest change that, in retrospect, the more I think about it, I kind of have a problem with is that he gets his ring the, you know, the, the, um, was it Sigparvis Magnum? He yeah. gets it from his brother as opposed to having it be this big event in his life where he tries to steal it. And that's how he meets Sullivan. You know, that's a yeah. big moment for them. So I thought, and it, and it wouldn't have been that odd to work that into this movie. It would have made sense. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's not just a different one that I had a little bit of trouble with. Cause like I said, it is a major life event and it's how he meets. Sullivan. Yeah. Um, going off yours, try not to say anything like the same, just because, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you for, I mean, everything you said. Wasn't a big fan of how Sullivan and uh, Nate were just not yeah. friends. Like, that's not, you know, even as a kid, he pit pocketed him and he was like, I'm, I'm, yeah, he was like, work inspired, kid, or like, know? he was like, wow. Yeah, and so just like off the rip, and you know he was so witty. So I just wasn't a big fan of that. But and then you know other things comparing it to the game, uh, I was a fan that they got the voice actor yeah. of Nathan Drake in there on, on the, the beach. 
the yeah. the resort. Yeah, when they washed up after the plane crash. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did like, something like know, that once. The guy's yeah. like, what the hell happened to you? Yeah, I did something like that. And they kind of look at each other. Kim and Chloe are like, you know, what um, the hell? Who else has done this? <laughs> yeah, who the fuck yeah. does this kind of shit? But yeah, just, I mean, basically, I, I, I suppose those two things off of what you were saying, like adding yeah. on to that. All right, that's it. We're done talking about it. We said it was, you, we both agreed yeah. that it was overwhelming. I gave it like a softer overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny for an overwhelming movie. I felt like we dogged on it a shit ton. <laughs> well, I, well, so yeah. All right, we're not, we're not done talking about Uncharted. I think what helped it was that we had pretty low expectations. So the fact that it wasn't entirely true, dog shit, we're like, that's a pretty good movie. <laughs> I went in there expecting to have to work myself through watching it, and I didn't. It 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 guided me through it pretty easily. So. You know, that's why I'm thinking maybe it's more like a whelming movie, but we set our expectations so low that we were blown out of the water. That could be very true because I remember I wasn't yeah. going to see it because I knew I was yeah, going like to get we disappointed. This, I Which okay, see it. now that I have the yeah, I have the opportunity to say I know I was dogging on yeah. this last episode. I want to come yeah. out and say, yeah. all right, I'm wrong. You know, I'll, I'll come out like yeah. a man and say that yeah. I'm wrong. I will never admit that I'm wrong. Uh, so <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> What uh, what you been? <laughs> Your Majesty, let me step out of the way. I think I'm in yeah, the way of your I, the host, will never admit my fault. <laughs> what? what you been thinking about this week, Christian? Oh, I mean, to boot, the day before. Still? I said it last episode. I'll say it again. I'll say it every single day. <laughs> I hope it's dog shit. The game comes out. No, like, I, if you, I wouldn't. I would just stop if you coming spend, for like a month. If you spend like I don't know. However many weeks it is, I can't math. If you spend like 13 weeks in a row being like, I'm thinking about days gone, or what is it? The day before. <laughs> the day before. Uh, and then it's just crickets after because it sucks dicks. I'll be just over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mean spirited. I hope it's good for you, but for comedic purpose. I gotta yeah, hope it that sucks. would be funny. I, lately, I'm not going to lie, I've been thinking about The Last of Us TV show. Yeah. I was looking up, yeah, I was looking up just any like news about it. And I just wasn't finding a whole lot, which scares me because right. I'm a huge fan of The Last of Us. Um, and Pedro Pascal is a very talented yeah. actor, and I feel like he could, you know, really do a swell job at playing Joel. Yeah, that's supposed to air uh, this But I just fall. haven't heard anything. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. I know that. I believe I read that it was done filming. So now they're just into like the editing and post production. I would guess that we'll probably start seeing like photos, like actual like real photos, not like leaked on set photos. Um, probably mm -hmm. this summer and then like end of the summer, we'll get the first trailer before it airs in fall. That would be my thought. Yeah, that I, I would be okay with that. But just, yeah, the, you're, they're scaring me. So they better start right. releasing some stuff. I just like the like odd irony of the world that they're filming a end of the world pandemic film during a pandemic. Yeah, which I mean, if, if cordyceps is, is a pretty serious thing and it's a real thing, no. too. You know, it happens in insects. Yeah, but luckily, we're not ants, right? That's true. That's true. But I'm always down for like a good theory of what if it <laughs> makes the bridge jump. Right. Yeah. Look at the swine flu. Look at you know this one that we're in came from uh, bats, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. And all it did was just make the jump. Yeah. From bats to humans. So if uh, it happens, I'm gonna state <laughs> say, state it here, March thirteenth, twenty twenty two, nine forty three p.m. <laughs> uh, I Christian called it. You know, yeah. cordyceps is real. It's gonna get us. I'm calling. Put it on the fucking books. <laughs> Fine print. I want it on my desk. Is that all you've been thinking about? I, I, I believe so. You gotta, you gotta ask me. <laughs> no, pass. <laughs> That's the episode. I don't, I don't no. give a shit. <laughs> what you've been thinking about? 
I'm taking over. Uh, no, Colin, what were you thinking about, baby? Uh, I've been playing XCOM 2, which I'm, like, super late to the game on. I've owned it for, like, six years since it came out, and I just never played it. Uh, good shit. Like, <laughs> just, just imagine you walking past this, like, you're 80 or something, yeah. and just, like, blowing the dust off it. Yeah. Like, oh. I was just mindlessly scrolling through Steam the other day, and I was like... Oh fuck! I forgot this existed, and I installed it, and it's great. Like I'm enjoying myself. Uh, it's a good reprieve from Elden Ring because Elden Ring is kicking the shit out of me, and it is the first like from software game I played, the first like Dark Souls game, anything like that. Yeah, and it is just yeah. whipping my ass, and I don't have the fortitude for. It. Like, <laughs> I I, I know the little bit I played. <laughs> yeah, dude, watching you play <laughs> gives me anxiety. Oh, dude, like, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> oh man, I'm good at keeping myself composed though, but I just have to like breathe long out of my nose and set the controller down and just <laughs> not speak, you know? Because like I'll be doing great and have like 18,000 runes on me, which for me is a lot. Don't judge me. And then I die and I'm like, fuck, all right, I got to go get my runes. And then my dumb ass will like fall off a cliff and lose them all. And I just, Dude, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Been way too many times yeah. when I was watching you play. Yeah, I'm bubbling up inside, but I keep it down and I just, <laughs> I control myself and I go away. I remember you were like, I got to stop playing. Yeah. I'm getting too mad. I'm going to get a, I'm going to have a stroke. Like my blood pressure's up. My cheeks are hot, you know? <laughs> my cheeks are yeah, hot. Yeah, I'm all red. Uh, I've also been thinking about, you and I need to finish watching seasons four and five of Better Call Saul. Because the final season yes. starts airing on the 18th of April. So that'll be here yes. before we know Which it. I feel like, yeah, in the future, I feel like leading up to Better Call Saul, uh, it would be a perfect uh, a time to go over Yeah, you know, anything like that. I feel like that'd be good. And then we also need to finish um, season two of Barry. Because Barry season three airs this, this spring, I believe. I think it comes out in April or May. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm very excited for Barry. Oh, to chime in real quick yeah, yeah. off of a TV show that I just thought of. Where's season two of the Midnight Gospel? I want it. I need it. I earn for it. I long for it. All I want, the Midnight Gospel season two. Please, fuck is the Midnight Gospel? Oh, it's just beautiful. No, the Midnight Gospel. It's a TV show. It's like a cartoon, Uh and it's about this guy who. (laughs) Bass. It's about this guy who. uh, His name's Clancy, and he does a space cast. And he just travels to different, you know, all right, whatever, moving on. (laughs) But yeah, he just goes planets to planets, uh, you know, uh, having um, a space cast and just like the craziest things will be happening and they're just maintaining this conversation. Right on. Yeah, pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, I like the long silence. I was waiting to hear the kid, you know, the, my dude came out. came out. No, no, seriously, it, it came out. All right, now that's, <laughs> I think that's all I got. I, I wasn't saying that. I got. Well, uh, yes, I did want to say as well. Uh, we now have a Twitter, uh, an Instagram, and you'd be if able to uh, email us for any uh, questions. If you'd give me a goddamn second, I'll cue you in on that. Okay. Like, yeah, just slow your roll. I know this is a job I gave. Excited to do it, but just uh, pump the brakes here, Kimasabi. <laughs> We want to thank everybody so much for your attention and support. Uh, you know, we do these things. Uh, the goal is 90 minutes, and that's a long time in today's world to just focus on one thing. Uh, so we appreciate yeah. you giving us your attention for that time. If you enjoyed this episode, yep. be sure to give it a great review and subscribe. 
uh, on, like, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, smash the smash button. button, kick the <laughs> shit out of the plus button, you know, uh, tell your friends about it. Honestly, that's the biggest thing I could think of, you know, because again, we're not buying ad space. Word of mouth is just the biggest thing ever. I think podcasts are the kind yeah. of thing that people keep to themselves. If you told more people that you were listening to this podcast and you enjoyed it, they might listen to it. So yeah, go ahead and uh, do that. Give us a review, like I said. And speaking of reviews, we did get a couple, and I wanted to read one out. You want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. So this person who goes by Mazen, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's all caps, M, three A's, double Z, E, N. Uh, he gave us five stars, and he said, great oh, cool. pilot episode. Love the takes, but I gotta say, I like Colin and host number two's chemistry. Star Wars takes? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Well, we got some Star Wars talk this week, and obviously with yeah, uh, I was gonna say yeah, we got some Kenobi. Yeah, with some Kenobi coming up, we'll get more Star Wars takes. So yeah, there you go, Mason. I hope you appreciated the Star Wars talk this week, and uh, yeah, tell your friends. Hey, they talk about Star Wars. Get the word out. Now, Christian. Yeah, I've been... if people wanted to get in touch with us to yeah. give us some feedback or ask us questions, what? how would they what? do that? Well, damn it, I am glad you asked. Let me tell you something here. For $4.99, we have now got yeah, we have now got uh, a Twitter, an Instagram, and a yeah. Gmail that you all you know definitely be able to send in requests, any questions, anything like that. Uh, we are here on Twitter at whelmed underscore simply. We are on Instagram at simply whelmed podcast, and we are also on Gmail at uh, the simply whelmed yep. mailbag. Simply mailbag at gmail at gmail.com. Yeah. So any questions, comments, anything Feedback, like that, mail, yeah, let us threats. know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> send them in. Uh, love to read them. Love to read just them. get one from the kid <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. tooth. I heard what you said about me and my tooth. <laughs> yeah. I just want to let you know we're coming <laughs> after you. I'll take your we. teeth, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so thank you everybody so much for listening uh, we'll see you hopefully this time next Wednesday yes, thank you so much uh, that's the end of the show Christian tell everybody bye alright bye guys bye.